This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. My name's Babette, and um, I'm on our pastoral team here, if you don't know me. And um, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So we had an opportunity to kind of sense his presence just a second ago and stay in that place, even though we kind of shifted to another thing. Um, But let's just open, I just want to pray for a second. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We thank you for everything that you did as we worshiped. We're going to be talking about you, Holy Spirit. But we don't want to talk about you like that song says, like you're not in the room because you're right here. You're with each and every one of us and you're real and you're a person. And in the same way that we love to walk in a room where people are talking about us in a positive light about our purpose and who we are, you love to be in the room when we talk about you. So we're going to open up our hearts really, really big to allow you to take every word that is said and everything that happened during praise and worship and just expound on it. Just make it bigger. Whether we've known you for two weeks or we've known you for 50 years, we can never fully know you. Our relationship is always in a place of discovery. So we allow ourselves, Holy Spirit, to be in that place of childlike wonder, to learn more about you, to allow you to show us things that we don't know, to take us places in the spirit that we've never been, to confirm desires that you've placed in our hearts, as well as to confirm things that we can let go of and move away from because they don't represent your best for us. So Holy Spirit, you're already here, but we still invite you to come. We still posture our hearts in a place of you being a necessity. And in the same way Moses said, if you don't go, I'm not going. We don't ever want to go anyplace where you're not leading us. So we love you. In Jesus' name. So today I felt like um, the Holy Spirit was kind of inviting us to get a little practical with some of the things that have happened in the last couple weeks. Um, I feel like for me, um, when I... um, speak to the Holy Spirit, I like to write down what he's telling me because it's super easy to forget. And we're going to be asking him a few different things. So it's it's like a conversation. You'd want to remember the whole thing. Um, I also, for me, and this, if you're different, that's totally fine. Um, Because there's no right or wrong. This is really super reflective of your personality and your personality is perfect. Um, but there's some paper here on this chair and there's some pens 
And when I speak to the Holy Spirit, I like to write versus being on my phone. Because being on my phone, and it's actually been scientifically proven, that when we type and when we're on our phones, we actually can shift over into our left brain, into our logic and our rational self. And um, with Holy Spirit, it's just like a conversation with anybody else. Um, We do a lot better when we stay in our right brain and our intuitive place where we can allow for things to just flow. So if you don't have a pen and paper and you want one, um, I just come and get it. You can come anytime. You're not disrupting anything. Just rip a couple pages off, grab a pen, and um, have a good time. Um, I also felt like I wanted to read out of Um, John 14, which is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. And what Jesus says is always good. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start at 12 because it just kind of sets the, it sets the mood for where he was in this time. So this is Jesus talking. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. And I want you to notice something there. He doesn't say the person who follows me in perfection. He doesn't say the person who follows me, you know, in whatever. He says in faith. And in faith is in trust and in reliance, in relationship. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. I've noticed one thing um, that people who do, like it says here, you will do miracles and stuff. I've noticed one thing, I don't know if you've noticed it, but they have a really amazing relationship with the Holy Spirit. They do. So here it says that we can ask in his name anything and that the Father will do it. So if you have a desire to do everything that, like, The Great Commission says we're supposed to do, that it says in Acts, and you're not seeing it. I know I do. So let's all just ask the whole, ask Father together to just open that up to us. Rather than wishing it, let's ask for it. Like he says, I'm going to read it again. I want you to think about it. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Jesus is saying, it's right here, ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. So right now, we're all going to talk all at the same time. I'll pray mine so that nobody else can hear yours because I'll be the loudest. But I want you to ask for what you want from the Holy Spirit. On your mark, get set, go. Holy Spirit, I just want more of you. I want to completely understand how to operate 
in the spirit so that I can do the greater miracles that you talked about. I give you permission to show me any roadblocks that are in my way that are keeping me from believing what I need to believe because I know you're not withholding anything in Jesus' name. So, I'm going on. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Um, We were talking, Kathy, Grace, and I, about that word, commands. And um, I believe that, just when I've looked up the word, that that word right there is talking about, you know, when Jesus came, he came and he, he presented to everybody. He presented to the entire universe um, a whole kingdom. And this kingdom had core values that they had never, ever, ever seen before. And when he placed precepts before them, what he was placing before them was an entirely new way of living, an entirely new way of thinking, and an entirely new way of believing. So if that word commands because of the, you know, usually it's because of the way we were raised, it makes you kind of shirk back like, hmm, hmm. Just realize what that word is really talking about. It's not, I command you. It's more like, I'm revealing some stuff to you. And this stuff is for your benefit. Okay? So loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father. And he will give you another Savior. The Holy Spirit of truth. Who will be to you a friend. Just like me. And he will never leave you. So that word, another, is the word alos. And it means another of the same kind. As Jesus is the Savior from the guilt of sin, the Holy Spirit is the Savior who saves us from the power of sin by living through us. The same. And where it talks about the Holy Spirit, that's the word parakletos. And it is means the one who, the one called, I'm sorry, to stand next to you as a helper, counselor, comforter, advocate, encourager, intercessor, or helper. That's good stuff. So it's important that we remember who the Holy Spirit is and what his role is in our life. And that he is exactly the same as Jesus. And then it goes on in 26 and it says, When the Father sends the Spirit of holiness, the one like me who sets you free, he will teach you all things in my name. He will inspire you to remember every word that I have told you. I'm kind of jumping around, but you can if you have a Bible, just go to John 14 and 15. And I will send the divine encourager. And the footnote there for divine encourager says the redeemer from the curse. For the very presence of my father, he will come to you. From the very presence of my father, he will come to you. 
the Spirit of truth, emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me, and he will tell you, tell everyone the truth about me, for you have walked with me from the start. And Jesus says, It's to your advantage that I go, for if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will expose sin and prove. Remember that word sin is separation. Because our hearts separate first, and then we go do something we regret. We don't do something we regret, and then our hearts separate. Because we don't have a sin nature. So our nature is a holy nature. So when we separate our hearts, then other things look enticing. Okay? But after I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. Further down. When the spirit of truth, oops, sorry. When the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth. And that word right there, truth, is actually the word reality, not doctrine. So he will unveil the reality of every truth, not doctrine, within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically, prophetically, things to come to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine, and he will reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. So that's what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to keep in mind of who he is and what his purpose is. And the fact that he comes along beside us and he never leaves us. He never, ever, ever abandons us. He's not going to move on our behalf. He's not going to anoint us anymore because we do right or we do wrong. Because that's not what he's all about. He's about relationship. So... During the first session, Pastor Kathy challenged us with a question. Do you guys remember what it is? You guys need to talk to me. Do you remember what the question is? No? Good. She, said, she asked um, that during this um, Holy Spirit module, that um, she wanted us to ask him, What is it you want me to learn more deeply about you? What is it you want me to grow more deeply in? And she said to ask him for one word. So since you don't remember, how many of you did it? (laughs) Kathy, they didn't do their homework. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to do it now. I want you to close your eyes. And this is what... Today is going to be. Today is going to be where we're going to take everything that we've learned. We're going to put the rubber to the road. We're going to begin to activate it. Because (laughs) this is a school, but it's also a training center. And I want you to learn. And if you're already an amazing person at it, great. You'll get better. So if you have a drop, you're going to get a stream. If you're already in a stream, you're going to get a bigger flow. If you're already in a flow, you're going to get a gush. If you're already in a gush, you're going to get a flood. Okay? And there's got to be something beyond the flush, a deluge. 
So, <laughs> so, so, close your eyes for a second, and I want you to repeat after me. Say, Holy Spirit, what is it you want me to learn more deeply about you in this module? First thing that comes to you, don't second guess it. Does everybody have something? Yes? Great. Remember it. Holy Spirit, what is it you want me to grow more deeply in? Write it down. Because you'll forget it. I mean, you forgot the homework. (laughs) So, proves our point. So, it's really interesting because the word that he gave me was reliance. And I looked up reliance and it meant... And, and look it up, because sometimes we think we know the meaning of a word, you know? And even look up scriptures that might have the word in it and allow the Holy Spirit to just expound what he's really saying to you. Because sometimes when the Lord gives us a word like that, like for me, reliance, it's actually um, an hors d'oeuvre to go further with him for a full meal. You know? He's, he's baiting me. He's baiting me to have a conversation. And that's good. So, your homework is, write it down, <laughs> to sit down with the Father or with Jesus, or with the Holy Spirit, whoever you feel you connect with best of the Godhead, and have a conversation about the words he gave you. Allow him to entreat you further into his heart. So, some of you, and this is okay, um, you might be thinking, well, I'm not 100% sure that I heard the Holy Spirit. Was that me? Was that God? Was that the enemy? What's going on? Learning to hear the voice of the Father is the same as learning to hear the voice of a person. I know my parents super, super well. So if my mom or my dad walked in this room and they said something, I'd go, bing. Those are my parents. Um, But... Let's say Chris. I don't know Chris super well. I've met Chris. If Chris walked in the room and he was talking above everybody else, I may not know Chris's voice because I've just met him. Okay? You get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit by practicing talking to him and asking him questions. In the same way that a little child gets to know the voice of their parent. I didn't start out knowing my parents' voice like that. I began hearing my parents' voice in the womb. 
And then I kept hearing my parents' voice up until today because they're still alive. So I know their voice really well. But even now, sometimes, there are times when I'm like, okay, was that me? Was that God? But at this point, I know there are a couple of checks. One, if it brings you peace, if it's grounded and rooted in love, if it does not go against any of the values within the word of God, it's probably God. And sometimes his voice sounds like us. Sometimes his voice will sound like a teacher that we listen to a lot. And sometimes his voice might sound like something your parents said to you. His voice can sound a different way. Sometimes it's not a voice that you hear. It's just a feeling or a sensing. I just feel like I need to do this. Mm, It seems like this is right to go over here. Sometimes you might see a picture. He speaks to us in a gazillion different ways. And every way is right and every way is legal. But he promises to lead us and guide us. And he promises, he says, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they won't follow. So he is speaking to you all the time. And he, is, he actually, if, if, if you go back to what it said in John, begin and ask him, Holy Spirit, hone my ear. Hone my ear to hear your voice. You will. If you get something and you're not 100% sure, this is God, this is not, then go ask somebody, ask Kathy, ask me, you know, ask Grace, ask other people, other pastors in the church. You know, like I'm, I'm practicing, I'm learning how to hear the voice of God. I feel like he's saying this. Does that sound like something God would say to you or to me? And we'll know because we're going to get a witness. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I will also get a witness because I know his voice. I know what he would say and what he wouldn't say. Like if Kathy told me, or somebody told me that Kathy said, go kick Alex. (laughs) I know Kathy well enough to know that Kathy would never tell me to kick Alex. And so I'd be like, no, Kathy didn't say that. That's not what Kathy said. So in the same way, if Kathy said, you know, bless Alex with blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, that sounds like that Kathy. So I'd be like, okay. Okay. So, so you can trust, like we are intended to learn to walk out this life in family and in community. So you're not on your own in this, in this process. So use the people around you. Okay. Because we're here for just that. We're here for each other. There are still times when I will run things by my friends. I don't know that there ever won't be times. Today we were talking about confirmations, you know, and how confirmations come and how something that happened for me way back in February that the Holy Spirit told me was confirmed today. And I thought, I missed it. But it was confirmed today. Okay? That's kind of normal. So don't feel like it's not normal. So, on the first week, I believe, Pastor J.R. gave an amazing illustration, and he used grace. So he's a really big guy, if you weren't. Were you here? Was everybody here? Yeah? Okay, good. So, in his illustration, 
He had grace standing behind him, and he's a really big guy, and he was the Holy Spirit. And he was saying, like, when grace goes out to touch somebody, you know, the Holy Spirit goes out too. But his hand was so much bigger, his arm was so much bigger, his body was so much bigger, that it was her in him touching. It was her obedience, his power, his touch going before her. It says he leads us, he guides us, he goes before us. He's the way maker. So what I want you guys to do is close your eyes for a second and ask the Holy Spirit. Because here's, here's the thing, keep your eyes closed. It's really great to get an illustration like that. But when an illustration like that is kind of like third party, it doesn't sit on the inside of you. But when you make that illustration yours, you don't forget it. That's why it's so important that when we read the Word of God, we allow our imagination to be activated so that it's not a story outside of ourselves. We're in the story. We're in the truth. Okay? So ask Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, show me what it looks like to live life in you and through you. Did you get a picture? Did you get an idea? Did you get a feeling? Raise your hand if you got something. Yeah. Write that down. Just jot down what you saw. If you can draw, draw. But if you can't draw, just jot down what you saw. Because here's the thing. Right now, everything in your life might be honky-dory. Everything might be cool. Every life is good. And so all of these things just, mean, just feel like, ah, that's really nice. That was cool. But when it hits the fan, that's when you go back and you remember I'm not standing here alone. Alone is not my reality. My reality is that I am encompassed in his presence. And if I'm encompassed in the presence of the all-knowing, almighty, all-powerful God, even when I don't have any idea what's going to happen, I can walk in confidence. I can remain in peace. I can allow his peace to rule and guide my heart and my mind. I can still allow the joy of the Lord to be my strength and my hope.
So on that first day, Abel also shared about the realization that he had found himself in, he had kind of encountered a truth about himself, that he knew how to be a son super well. And he always talks about being a bride. And he knew how to be a bride really well. He was clothed well in his brideship. But he realized that he didn't really know the Holy Spirit. And that's not unusual. Um, When I was reading The Shack, and I wasn't reading The Shack because it's an amazing theological book, because it's not fiction, okay? Um, But when I was reading The Shack, um, I realized what the author was doing and how he had... He had, well, in the story, how Father God became, like the word of God says, become all things to all men that you might win one. I think that's where he got that idea from. And so Father God became um, somebody that the main character could accept because he had been beaten severely by his father. So Father wasn't safe. Okay, so when I realized that, I'm reading the book, and, you know, I'm all kind of smug, because so, I, I, I got the drift. And I put the book down, and I'm going to bed, and I go, so, Holy Spirit, which, which one of you guys do I, like, not, you know, get along with so well? And immediately he said, Jesus. Nuh-uh, not Jesus. He's my savior. He's my advocate. He's my Lord. Nuh-uh. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, you don't go to coffee with your lawyer. No. With your lawyer, you have a very proper relationship. He talks to me, I pay him. Right? We don't have heart to hearts. It is all on the basis of legal. This is what you did for me. This is what I've got in you. And I was like, oh, Maybe that's why there was a song we used to sing here when I was on the praise team a long time ago, and I hated it. And it went something like this. I'm not going to sing it. I'll just say the words. I, I have a friend. His name is Jesus. Because Jesus wasn't my friend. He was my lawyer. He was my advocate. He was my Lord. He was a lot of really great things that he really, really is. But that part of him that is friend lover of my soul. I had been hurt mostly by my peers. So I didn't know that part of him. So since then, and so-so, I began a journey to discover the other part of Jesus. And now I have a much better, I'm not going to say I have the best relationship with him because a relationship with any part of the Godhead is always at the tip of the iceberg because they're eternal, right? So, (laughs) 
But I have, he's not now just my lawyer. He is my lawyer. He is my advocate. He absolutely, I, I take him sometimes to the courtroom of heaven where he finds me not guilty and he finds the enemy guilty. Okay? But I also have super special places that I go with him to fellowship. Like I have, there's a front porch where we sit on a swing. And there's this amazing place in Greece that we go to. (laughs) Because he's becoming my friend. And he's becoming a tour guide in so many different ways. And, and, you know, you you don't travel with your lawyer. You travel with a friend. So things are changing. So what I want to do is challenge you guys to ask the same question. So close your eyes. Jesus, Father God, and Holy Spirit, is there an aspect of you that I have a hard time relating to? So write it down. And sometime this week coming, have that same kind of conversation like Abel had or like I had. Because you don't know what you don't know until you ask. And really, it's not, we haven't done anything bad. But we get an opportunity to add to how we relate with the Godhead. That's all it is. He's giving us an open door and saying, you've never been here before. You don't know me right here. Come meet me here because there are some really amazing things I can show you here. How many of you guys were surprised at what you got like I was? (laughs) Isn't it interesting? It's interesting. Okay, let's keep talking to the Holy Spirit. Since that might have been a toughie for some of you. It was a toughie for me. Say, Holy Spirit, how do you feel about me? Allow your imagination to go. Write it down because you'll forget. And you can talk to him about it more. Like you can ask him these, converse, these questions in your quiet time. One more. Say, Holy Spirit. Show me a time that I made you smile. He might show you a time when you weren't born again. He might show you a time when you were a child. But you made him smile because he loved you just as much then.
So we know that the Holy Spirit, write it down, write it down. We know that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our defender, and our counselor, the one that comes alongside. We're all in different places. I might need a comforter. You might need the defender. Somebody else might need the counselor. Somebody else might need a provider right now. Somebody else might need a healer. He's all those things. So ask him. Put in what you need. Holy Spirit. Say it out loud. Holy Spirit. How are you? My one of those things right now. So, write that down. So, during the second session, we talked about the baptism with the Holy Spirit and um, our heavenly language, speaking in tongues, as we say. And Pastor Kathy read all the scriptures for it. And I, if you weren't here, I really encourage you to go back to that video. It's on YouTube and on Facebook, I believe. And just... Go back over those scriptures. So one of the things that we talked about was our heavenly language being supernatural and the importance of and how important it is in guarding our hearts and how important it is not to allow it to become familiar. Like if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, I can say right now, speak in tongues, and every one of us would go. And that's great. Sometimes it can become, because it's available to us, it can become familiar. And we forget that every syllable we speak is supernatural. That there is power and authority in every word that we speak. And that every word that is spoken is actually a God word. It's not an us word because it's the Holy Spirit praying through us. So when I begin to pray over a situation, it's me, but it's not me. That when we pray in the Spirit, we align ourselves with the mind of Christ. Right now, there is so much going on everywhere, everywhere, that literally minds can be so jumbled. And there are so many voices coming at us. This is how you need to believe about this. And this is how you think about that. And that's how you think about this. And what about this? And what about the other? And in any one topic, there's a zillion opinions. And they're all coming at us from the media, from social media stuff, and from the news, and from people we have conversations with. So when we pray in the Spirit, 
we begin to align ourselves, spirit, soul, and body, with the mind of Christ. There's a congruency. God created a spirit, soul, and body. Our spirits are to be in the ascendancy. We're supposed to be spirit-led. We don't deny our soul and our feelings, our mind, our wills, and our emotions, but we submit them. That's why we take thoughts captive and we put them under submission, under the mission of Jesus. Because when we do that, then we're being led by our spirits. We're not denying our feelings. I can have feelings. I can have an opinion. But if I'm smart, I'm going to take my feelings and my opinions to the governor, which is my spirit, talk to the Holy Spirit, and give him permission to change my mind. to adjust my emotions. And the same with my body. I hate working out. I hate working out. I hate it. But I want to be strong. I want to be able to move chairs in the sanctuary. I enjoy the time with Rafa. But it's a good workout, and it means I don't have to go to the gym later. I'm already here. Okay? I want to be able to run on the beach with my, ki- with my grandkids. I want to be able to climb on my counter. I want to be able to jump off my counter. I want to be healthy. Okay? But I hate working out. So I have to submit my body to the Holy Spirit. So I have to ask myself, and this is a good question, to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, let's do it. Holy Spirit, how can I better steward this temple? Now realize something. We have a covenant of divine health. But if he told you to do something and you don't do it, He knows the beginning from the end. And there's a pretty good chance that what he just directed you to do is for you and not against you. And is going to be in line with maintaining your body in divine health. So it's important that we allow the Holy Spirit to be the boss of me, of my soul, of my body, as well as spiritually. A lot of times we just think of him spiritually. So let's ask him another question. Say, Holy Spirit, give me a glimpse of what happens when I take the time to pray in the Holy Spirit, to exercise my heavenly language. Add to it, Holy Spirit, 
what happens within me, within my body and my soul and my spirit when I pray in my heavenly language? Holy Spirit, how does praying in my heavenly language affect my future? you're having a financial challenge Holy Spirit how does praying in my heavenly language affect my capacity to prosper So in the last two modules or sessions that we had, I think all of us pretty much shared how we got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I hope that you all noticed that it was different for every one of us because our relationships with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, and with Jesus are as unique as we are, as our thumbprints. Some of us, some of you guys were super blessed to have been born again and raised in church. Some of us weren't. You know, I didn't come in until almost 30. For some of you guys, it's even, it's very, very recent. The cool thing is, is that life in the spirit doesn't get better because of time in doesn't get better because of time in. Life in the spirit gets better because of time invested. You can have somebody who's been born again forever and they never yield to the wooing of the Holy Spirit to come and spend time. You can have somebody who just got born again who is super sensitive to the wing of the Holy Spirit to come and spend time. They'll both be born again. They'll both be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're both going to heaven. They, are, they both have everything before them equal. But one will just have a deeper relationship. You know, it's like if I have a friend and I never, I never spend time with them. They're still my friend. But the depth of relationship 
isn't going to be as great as it could be if I take the time to share my heart. Right? So ask the Holy Spirit this. Say, Holy Spirit, when you woo me and I come, how does that make your heart feel? So I don't know where you guys are in your relationship with the Holy Spirit, but you're, you're right where you're supposed to be. Nothing has ever takes him by surprise. There have been times when in this walk I've been super close, and there have been other times where I, I've been a little distant, not because of him, but because of me. But in Luke... 11.13 says, If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when His children ask Him? So wherever you are, if in this module of the Holy Spirit you realize it's not where you want to be, ask. Because He says, how much more will He give the fullness of the Holy Spirit to anybody who asks. And in Ephesians 5.18, it talks about being filled. And that right there, it actually is be being filled. It's present continuous. So if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're finding yourself kind of dry, like, wow, it just doesn't feel like it did when I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit, then ask for a refreshing Ask for refreshing. Ask for the energy of the Holy Spirit. Ask if, you, if, if you're having... There are times when I go through periods where <laughs> I just have a really hard time walking in compassion. And I have to ask. Like, Holy Spirit, I really need your compassion. Because I, I just want to kind of <laughs> I get frustrated. You know, my soul is creeping up on my spirit to be the boss so that I can give him a piece of my mind, you know. So I have to ask, you know, give me compassion. I don't know what they're going through. And it's irritating the bejeebies out of me. You know, or we were talking before the service, we can be tired. We can be physically tired. I didn't sleep at all last night because I don't know why. I was just praying in tongues the whole entire time. And it almost got like, okay, can I stop now? And it wasn't stopping. So right around 4 o'clock, I had a cup of coffee. And I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, recharge my battery. Give me the energy that I need so that I can think clearly, so that I can represent you well so that I can support so, support Pastor Kathy well. And he does. 
If you don't have your prayer language, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, no shame. Come find us. Come find me. Find Pastor Kathy, Rafa, Grace. Get the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It will change your life. If you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you don't have your prayer language and you want it, today's your day. Today's your day. Come on up. He wants to give it to you more than you want it. I promise you. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you. (laughs) You said it's better that I go so the Holy Spirit can come. So we thank you for being obedient. We thank you for going so the Holy Spirit could come. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for everything you are, everything you do. We thank you that our relationship in this module and for the rest of our lives is just going to be better and better and better. We thank you for tongues. We thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you that they're for us. We don't need to earn them that they're gifts. We just receive them. So we receive every one of them. We thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. We thank you that that fruit is manifested in our lives big time. We thank you that your character and your nature just flows through us. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for your favor. Mostly we just thank you that we get to be your friend. We thank you that we clearly hear your voice. In Jesus' name.